0: Life is made of teeny catalytic moments of immense impact. When strung together, the transformation is magical. Join us and let's color outside the lines. Welcome to the Catalyst Podcast. In this episode, you're going to meet Rachel Martin. She is a mom of three kiddos, wife to a handsome firefighter, so she says, and family nurse practitioner for the past six years. She has a lot to tell you about her journey as She suffered from gut issues from early on in college, and that led her into a career of nursing, where she didn't quite feel that the therapy recommended was fitting. Eventually, she ended up as a nurse practitioner, and after a very catalytic event, it landed her in functional medicine, where she learned deep root cause resolution, and now she uses her story of stress, of trauma to help her patients understand a loving moderation to fall back in love with their bodies to establish this gut brain continuum and really dive in to how to get yourself sustainably healthy you're going to learn her top mistakes that she often finds when patients come to her saying that their GI system just isn't healthy. You'll also learn what she advises to her patients to start reestablishing this gut-brain connection that is so crucial and why especially working moms need to look at cortisol as the main issue for most imbalances in our body. So listen to this interview with Rachel Martin. Be prepared. She's a human sparkler and you will be left with lots of inspiration. Oh my goodness, Rachel Martin. If a human was a sparkler, you would be a human sparkler. (laughs) And I am so excited. It also fits with the on brand that you're married to a firefighter, right?
1: I was was literally thinking the same (laughs) thing. It's
0: so on brand and it's just so great. Your story is compelling. I know it'll resonate and I'm so excited that you're here on the Catalyst podcast. So welcome Rachel Martin to the community. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes. You're a nurse practitioner. You are an IFM certified practitioner and your journey is quite compelling. Why don't you share at the top of this interview, what is that one catalytic moment that happened and changed your life? Oh gosh. Loaded question here. Um,
1: gosh, probably there were multiple moments coming leading up to it, but truly, um, probably my third child, I feel like that was, um, definitely the catalytic catalytic moment to bringing it all together maybe right there's like bits and pieces do you want me to kind of give a brief snapshot
0: if you feel comfortable that would be really fantastic (laughs) because you're you're actually speaking on it right now it's not really a big thing it can be sometimes tiny little things that just all coalesce, and it really changes your worldview or your framework and you definitely are living it out in your presence Mm -hmm. and how you interact with patients and on social media so yes please share your story um, well, I, I find my mom's a nurse. And so I kind of always knew that I
1: had a path or I, I was drawn to healthcare. Um, just always, I was cast as the, um, for the role of mother pig in kindergarten. Like they just knew, right? Like I am I'm, I'm a caregiver like at heart and in nursing school, ironically, I started having digestive issues and at like age of 25 was put on, reflux medication and kind of intuitively felt like this is wrong. Like this, this doesn't fit. And so I ultimately was having some other IBS kind of issues and found, I I realized now I kind of treated myself using functional medicine principles, but did not have a kind of name for that. And then fast forward, finishing up, I'm a nurse practitioner, lots and lots of stress. And my mentor and the physician that I worked with, um, was finishing up his certification with, through IFM as well and starting his own practice. And he was like, you really need to get into this. And so again, more gut issues. And after the birth of my first kid, right. And then we find out I have mold toxicity. I worked through all that and I'm thinking, okay, I'm almost done with my certification this is my story, right? Like IBS and mold. And then bam, third child, rare genetic disorder, doesn't breathe when she sleeps. We have nursing care. Um, And so, right, we know in functional medicine, sleep is like one of the most critical pieces for health. And now I'm, you know, have this chronic stress and um, this, this child that gives me worry. And I'm supposed to be quote unquote on when I'm supposed to be sleeping. Cause thankfully on the spectrum, she's the most mild. So when she's awake, she's perfectly fine. And it's just been this full circle. That is the missing piece. I cannot wait until she's older. She just turned two yesterday and I can't wait to just tell her like this, I call her my lemonade baby. I'm like, you know, life gave us lemons and we have just made lemonade because she has made me like, I finished my certification right whenever she turned one, started my own practice, just all of these things because I feel like that was my last missing piece because it's not enough to work on the gut. Like, you have to address the gut brain connection, you have to address stress. And so, these mamas, these people, they, It's so, I mean, I just don't believe in coincidences, but I have naturally attracted other kind of stressed out, burned out moms. I'm sure much like you um, as patients wanting functional medicine. And I kind of realized like, okay, the elimination diet's not enough. Like I can get anybody to feel better in, in the first, you know, 30, 60 days. But then I noticed they would come back to me months later, because they never really address that one piece of stress. And so now I feel like that is my testimony. Like I'm the living, breathing example that it's just not enough. You have to address that gut brain connection, which I would argue is the hardest piece. Oh, people, people like, they like, okay, don't eat this, don't eat that. But when you're like, hey do you have any trauma or how can you manage your stress or mindfulness or anything like that? It it's, it's tough. It's tough for me.
0: Right. Yes. (laughs) Yes. You are speaking all the truths today, Rachel, because (laughs) I feel like in our conventional model, medicine does really well with black and white, but Mm -hmm. it's a technicolor picture as you're talking about, it is not simple. And oftentimes the hardest work is the most complex, right. And, and you are, like you said, living testimony, Something happened in your life. you had a child born with rem- remind me and um, the listeners what condition? so it's called congenital central
1: hypoventilation syndrome cchs for short. and it is ultra rare Th- there is a spectrum, but for her, she basically does not her her brain does not tell her to breathe when she's in deep sleep. Mm-hmm. so um, yeah, it's and and again, everyone I know we've am I allowed to
0: say a bad word? Yes. I'll just put a disclaimer in the front. I want you to be as authentically expressive as you are.
1: I I laugh because you've posted this before in our Facebook group. and, And I say it all the time. I'm like, everyone has their shit sandwich. They have to eat, right? Everyone. And so that is my kind of unique offering to the world. Hey, I get it, right? You're coming to me needing functional medicine. What is your unique shit sandwich. Let's, let's put something yes. delicious on it. Cause we have to eat it no matter what. Yes. Right. So let's yes. make the best of it. And maybe we can't like, right. I'm not getting rid of my child. It is what right. it is. So in some ways people come to me and they have that, um, well, I can't get rid of this. Right. Cause I never really say, get rid of your stress. We have to find a way to manage our stress. And yes, And that is where, and we can get into this later. I am just really big on how self-care is the least selfish thing that you can do. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) You are saying many truths. It's harder for us to really fit into that black and white expectation of, well, I'm coming to see you as a functional provider. So you're going to tell me what what supplement or vitamin I can take instead of my lisinopril. Or you're going to tell me what food I can eat to get rid of this. And it's not that easy. In -hmm. fact, it is... Usually the call is coming from inside the house. You know, it's like, we have to look at how are we perceiving our bodies and our stress. And sometimes we have to live through it much like your experience. You were gifted this lemonade baby, which I love that you call her your <laughs> lemonade baby. And it's, it's allowing you that gift of recognizing that you can't be awake 24 seven. To monitor her. And that's got to be the most fearful thing as a mom. You know, just, oh my gosh, I want to protect my child and I can't, I physically can't. And you've had to learn how to balance your own stress around living in that world and knowing that these things are unchangeable, that you're going to manifest and live your own healthy, balanced life in that stressful environment. Mm -hmm. And that's similar to what we try for our patients is okay, your gut may have gotten you in the door. Maybe you've got gut issues but that brain and gut also need to talk together. And so we're going to talk about some hard stuff, you know, we're going to talk about diving in deeper and that's difficult, right? Right.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I feel it, you know, you come to me for, oh, I think I need an elimination diet. And then you leave having like improved your marriage and your work-life balance and all these other things. I kind of joke that I'm like, equal parts life coach and very true <laughs> medicine provider but very it's true. true very I true i feel that the the missing piece that she has given me and that i mean truly going through all of that the first year i say was just surviving and this past year has been thriving for sure was it just brought me this new level of empathy and compassion for other people that you just don't know when you see somebody at all, what they're going through and, and what they're telling you about.
0: Oh, right there. Pause. Yes. I feel like what you're saying is so true on many levels. We live in a society where we're almost gaslighting everybody. Everybody's Mm -hmm. gaslighting everybody. Like an example in my hometown is we have a high school that has mold and water damage. Like it needs Mm. to be going to, so we're passing a referendum. We're trying to educate and tell our community why that's important. Um, and you have people that just simply are like, well, I'm not feeling any different when I walk in that building. So there's that gaslighting. My experience is fine. So what, what's up with you? And I feel like this is what functional medicine has to offer to everybody is we're all unique. You can't, you cannot say what is happening in someone else's body because their genetics are different. Um, you know, you can't say that, oh, well, you're not feeling that because I'm not feeling that because who knows, you know, I mean, I love that you're, you're kind of diving in and peeling back those layers with people saying, you know, it isn't about perfection. It is about living in the mess and how can we help ourselves? So what would you say is like the most common mistakes that you see when people are trying to work in a typical, you know, help my gut, do my elimination diet? What are some mistakes that you uncover? Um, I, my
1: favorite one, um, is the, I, I call it the never ending elimination diet where, um, be, I, cause I think, you know, and it's, it's nobody's, it's nobody's fault that they're not maybe aware. I think when people consider, oh, I have gut issues or they're kind of new to the functional medicine space and they want to get in and they want to heal their gut, they think of elimination diets, but they just never And and they might experience some relief, but that's just one piece of the five pillars of gut health, right? And then they never reintroduce foods to see what's working, what's not. And they're just like, okay, I feel a little bit better. Maybe they're taking a few probiotics and relying on supplements. That's the other mistake I see too. The never-ending elimination diet and then heavy reliance on supplements for everything.
0: Yeah. Instead of that that deeper work, because it's harder. (laughs) It is hard. It is hard. The harder work yields the most sustainable and long-term benefits, but it's difficult and painful. And I can't tell you how many times, you know, the elimination diet will maybe push them to a temporary relief. And then they start to become almost orthorexic because they don't want to introduce foods. Right. And Mm -hmm. then they're like, well, here's my laundry basket of supplements that I must have. And it's like, well, if you need to rely on that, like chemotherapy, I mean, that's not the way to live, you know?
1: And I see so many people who I I joke, I'm like, you should not have a part-time job taking supplements, nor should you have to have a part-time job to afford all of your supplements because you're taking so many.
0: Yes. Oh yes, absolutely. And part of the job, I think of a diligent functional practitioner is, you know, deprescribing and weaning Mm -hmm. off and cycling around the bare minimum and understanding someone's unique, you know, body type and genetics or whatever they're dealing with much like the metaphor of a gym, which lately I've been in love with this metaphor to describe (laughs) functional medicine is you wouldn't walk into a gym and look at your personal trainer and say, okay, I want to learn all the equipment here and all the exercises for all the muscle groups, because I want to be perfect in a week. You know, you wouldn't expect that. It's mm-hmm. been crazy, incredulous. Instead, you pay a membership and you walk in, and your trainer will hopefully look at you and say, Okay, what is sore today? What should we avoid? And but what can you handle? Is there any new goals you want to work on? Are you trying to get a nice booty for your beach time? Are you <laughs> looking for, you know, guns, your biceps? What is it? And it can shift. And just because it shifts doesn't mean you were wrong before in those exercises. So a lot of patients get this narrow minded focus of, You're going to tell me the one right way to achieve my goals. And it's like, Nope, it depends. You might walk in and maybe today you don't feel like talking about trauma and we're going to side table that. And so let's focus on something else that is more comfortable to you right now. And we'll work on something else. And I love that you're echoing. Oh, yes. This, you oh, know? you're,
1: you're so, you remind me of another thing that I see quite frequently and it's, you know, what sir, even me, what served you in your twenties Even lifestyle wise might you are in a different season of life sometimes. So where you could handle maybe high intensity interval training then, and you now have three children, you do it, your cortisol is going to skyrocket. And then you're going to wonder why you're so exhausted. I I just, and they don't, they don't want to hear that though, because it feels you know, about all of the good dopamine and it feels good.
0: Yes. So they want it. Yes, yes, oh, preach, yes. And then I'm like, please just walk. And they're like, walk. And I'm like, just walk. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's this awareness of graceful and enthusiastic aging. And so many of us are clinging to this expectation that no, 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 no. But I, I used to get up at, at six and do my high interval and you know, my hit exercises, my Tabatas, and then mm-hmm. I'd run to the office in the night on my lunch break, I'd run a 5k and then, <laughs> okay, you know what? That's fine. And when you're 25, 28, you need to run off some of that cortisol because you're studying or you're new in practice or whatever it is. But now, like you said, after having kids and it's especially women, our metabolism is so different. The intermittent fasting doesn't always work for us Mm because of the hormones. And, you know, and so you've got these women that are trying, but the mere fact of them trying is making it worse because the cortisol is going up. I mean, I see, like, I've had so many people who have come to me. And
1: they're all, you know, in their kind of 30, usually thirties and they're exhausted. And they're like, I'm doing everything right. And then their quote unquote, right. Is intermittent fasting, low carb and high intensity interval training. And I'm like, you this is just too much for you right now. And again, it's like eating seasonally, you know, it, we're not saying these foods are quote unquote bad, but maybe it doesn't match the season of your life. And you need something different for the season of your life. Not to say you can't come back to that at some point or occasionally enjoy it like a banana in December or something. (laughs) Um, But, but maybe right
0: now it's not the best option for you. It's not the best choice. Oh my goodness. Yes. I, I, there's so much yes in this. It's, (laughs) it's, it's beyond the gut really. I mean, you're kind of Mm -hmm. talking about the whole, the whole, you know, masterpiece the palette of colors that we color with in our life that they change over time you know just like seasons you know maybe you learned to color with primary colors well now we've got secondary and now we're really getting into the advanced stuff with texture and tone and and our shadows change as we get older you know let's be honest we're all driven by dopamine our brain only wants two things either to get pleasure or to avoid pain and right. some of the pain avoidance is the self-sabotage that we give ourselves, but it feels good to go to the gym or it feels good to, well, what about a different way? Let's try this path first and see what things you do. What are your favorite things that you encourage your patients to swap their gym time? If, they're, if you're trying to teach them to downshift and really be more parasympathetic, what are some of your go-to things that you recommend?
1: I, I like walking. I like walking and I like yoga because you can, if, so some people prefer class, a class environment. And so I find that's a nice way to have community and you can also do it at home. There's free YouTube videos. You can do it with your children. I find yoga can be as well, cause I like to incorporate mindfulness. And so for the person who, again, avoidance of pain and you say, okay, I need you. I would like for you to meditate. And they just are running for the Hills. I'm like, okay, let's try yoga because that can be just three sun salutations in the morning. That is one of my, one of my low hanging fruits is three sun salutations. You are breathing while you're doing it. You're waking your body up in the morning, you're moving and you are starting the day on your terms.
0: Oh, Rachel, that is beautiful. I love how you've reframed and repackaged the word meditate, because it's similar to what I'm trying to do with the word creativity. Immediately people go, I'm not creative. Nope, that's not me. (laughs) I'm deselecting myself. But the thing is, is we just have memorized uh, the wrong definition of creativity. Everybody's creative. We all are. And you're doing the same with meditation. You're saying, listen, it doesn't have to be you know, 10,000 hours as like a Buddhist monk where you're silent Mm -hmm. and in, you know, this cross-legged position, you can have a moving meditation. You can have a walking meditation. It's just being mindful. And that awareness of your breath is so good at anchoring yourself. And that's so wonderful that you're educating your patients on such a deep practice to anchor yourself and do this routinely. Because it's like the gym, the more you do it, the easier you drop into it and the easier your body responds. And you put right. your fork down, you chew your food mindfully, you then are digesting easier. You know. Um, so talk to me about some of your favorite ways um, to highlight progress in a patient? What do you like to do? How do you, you know, talk to them and say, oh, look, you know, you're getting better. Do you use an MSQ score? Do you have different ways that you work with patients? Well, you have helped me with that. (laughs) Yes, I use, I use the
1: MSQ whenever we follow up. So um, again, I've adopted some of your principles through the mentorship and I use the anchor goals. I really like that because that allows them. um, So when you start working with me, we pick three you know, measurable, they're kind of like smart goals because they're specific, they're measurable. I, we make them really realistic. I let them choose though. I give them some ideas and suggestions because in the intake form, they have to write down, you know, their top three goals they would like to achieve after working with me. And then I kind of have an idea of where they're headed, if they're not sleeping or if they have, you know, weight as a primary goal or, um, I feel like sleep is a really, a really big one for a lot of people or the ability to tolerate foods or expand foods or, you know, waking up and feeling energetic. You know, sometimes we'll do fatigue zero to 10 scale in the morning. Um, So a lot of things are very measurable. And then before the next visit, I, again, taking your cues, shoot them off a form so that I already know and I compare their scores. And it's so much fun to be like, how do you feel? Oh, look, you've gone down 20 points and you don't require an afternoon nap. You're waking yes. up more energetic. You've
0: had a regular period X, Y, or Z. Oh my no gosh. Blo- I love no this. bloating. Yes. Yes. And All this sorts is, of different things. I love what you're doing. Cause you're not only co-creating their goals, but you're using that expertise that you have that even though they might say, I want to lose pounds, you're also listening between the lines. Like you're saying, mm-hmm. is it sleep? What else? Cause mm-hmm. like as, as the expert hat that we put on, we also might have other goals that we might mention to them. Like I hear that these are your goals, but I'm also hearing that you're not sleeping well, you know, right. maybe we put that in there and how beautiful you're unwrapping the, the aha framework that I use for anti-burnout practices, not just in like practitioners, but in patients. Cause when you're burned out, you're not much used to yourself or anybody. And the, the three key, the three key things are anchor, highlight, and activate. So you anchor down in what is meaningful to you. What do you want? What are your values? What do you What is your health for? What is, what is everything for? And then you highlight the progress in a way that makes sense to you. Not likes on Instagram, not dollars in the bank account, <laughs> um, but like maybe it is in the the afternoon naps that you're not taking or the cups of coffee you're not drinking, you know. And then finally, activate. How are you activating that somatic energy? Are you moving or are you walking? Are you downshifting? And I love that you're highlighting all three of those in your treatment protocols. What would you say? I have a couple more questions because I just love your human sparkliness. Um, <laughs> tell me about a time that was a pleasant surprise with a patient that you know they got better and you don't have to give any details of their their identity but like just something that really made you feel so excited that you are a functional practitioner.
1: I one so one person comes to mind because, because she was so um so she was in healthcare as well and kind of like interested in functional medicine but she was having like full body hives and they were sporadic. And it was probably, I think she had been dealing with this for maybe a year before um, she was introduced to me. And of course, you know, conv- what what happens, right? In conventional medicine, when you're having full body hives, you're getting a ton of steroids. They're pricking you, they're doing all the things, and they're coming up with nothing. And they just kind of shrug their shoulders. And they're like, we're not really sure. And so it's so so funny because of course we did an elimination diet, right? I like took her through the protocol, but because she's in healthcare doing less, altering her workouts. And really it was a lot of light, dark cycles, like honoring the circadian rhythms really helped. We, I think primarily focused on the gut brain to allow everything to heal to, and then calm down and reseal her gut lining. Right. It was like, okay, you're having widespread activation of your immune system. Like you're inflamed. We need to heal your gut, but like, what, how can I keep you well? Because again, I'm taking a note from like Tracy Harrison of it is not enough to get somebody better or to take their symptoms away. I want them to literally not see me for years or, or maybe we have maintenance, but but I want them to stay well. So it was very much like, okay, I can get in there and I can make your hives go away or get you kind of into a place of remission, but what's really going on. And so it was, has been so much fun watching her be like, I had no idea. Like I'm sleeping. I'm not napping. I'm sleeping so beautifully. Now she rocks her blue blockers in the evening. If she wants to scroll Instagram, it's not a big deal. And she is like enjoying food again, which was big, right? She wanted a good relationship with food because she had gotten to where she was. Again, you get the orthorexia with yes. the never ending elimination. Diet, yes. Which right. I think
0: she was on when I met her. Right. I love this. You're such a blessing for everybody that's lucky to be in your care because we don't realize how big a problem orthorexia can be because we live in this, you know, I remember growing up, I'm older than you, but we had the Kate Moss, we had the the small like body images of that kind of you know, this is what we should look like. Well, now it's also morphed into everybody has to be organic and perfectly eating mm-hmm. and like, and you know, don't eat foods that trigger your inflammation. And so then we have these, these patients that are just trying to do the best they can to feel okay. And they end up eating rice and beans and that's it, you know? Right. Right. And that's no way to live. Like you said, so food is social. Well, food and, and and that was her thing. She's like, I'm young.
1: I want to be able, like, I know I feel best. Gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free. I'm fine with that. But I want to occasionally go out and not break out in hives if I enjoy a piece of pizza with my friends. And so I think that's such a good goal of, I, I'm just over, I used to think I had to be a hundred per, even myself, like, okay, if you're a functional medicine provider, clearly you have to be hundred percent to, you know, walk the talk. And I just have come full circle to this place of I'm going to be burned out. And then what good am I to other people? And and do I really want to, if, if my primary focus is helping other moms, do I really want to add more stress
0: and more guilt? No, it needs to be accessible. Yes. I love that you're, you're promoting a loving moderation, which I would say that we, as you know, geeky functional practitioners, I love going to conferences because I see all the things that our health can be or not be all the ways that we're not balanced. Anybody could look at any one of us, including those that are in functional medicine. And I'm sure somebody could highlight a list of things that I could probably change. I could probably work on, but this is not about perfection. It's about what loving moderation can you establish that is meaningful to you. And Mm -hmm. if right now you're enjoying a couple pieces of dark chocolate to get through the day and you're fine, I mean, you do not have to be perfect. And I love that you approach this with your patients of, Hey, let's figure out your anchor goals. What do you want to work on? And let's get you like there in some moderation. I mean, life is short. Let's enjoy it. Right. And I think like to
1: piggyback on this even further, this is where I've come to this, like, okay, an elimination diet, love, I've built a program around helping people like complete it. It's, it's necessary. Right. But let's ascend. Yes. Let's, let's not focus. This is why I love the nutritionist I hired. Cause she is right on par with me. I am done with permanent eliminations. What do we need to add? what do we need to promote? Like, don't let's crowd out. Right. And that is where it's like, okay, let's not stop focusing on don't eat this. Don't eat that. No. Well, tell me what to eat. Right. Cause yes. there's certain things that your gut. It was so funny on our coaching call with my group a few weeks ago, I was like, I don't know if you guys realize this, but like you eat the food and then the bacteria eats the food and then they make fuel. And then your colon cells kind of eat that like, it's like food for food for food. And and I was like, are your heads exploding? Cause my head's exploding. That's awesome. You're so meta.
0: Yeah. It's like that, right? Yeah. That's awesome. It's like
1: inception or something, but I just, I'm more, I'm more in this place of like, let's talk about what we should be doing as opposed
0: yes. to what we should. And that's just a mindset. That's a, to me, like more of an abundance mindset anyway. I love that, but see, that's going to resonate the more of us that are doing this and the providers like you that have our own little community. We're raising those voices, raising the resonance that we're exemplifying this moderation, this mindset of, we want a life of abundance. We want you to do the things you want to do and enjoy it and enjoy food to the, the level you want and activity and move your body. And you're creating this cool environment where not only they get one-on-one time with you, they have a health coach. They also have group visits. I mean, this is how we can raise the collective dis-ease of our society because we're kind of stuck in that fast food, like, Oh, whatever it's in, out in the mouth, out, but you know, we'll just whatever. (laughs) And it's like, that's not how it works. You know, we are walking hotels of bacteria and we are our own ecosystem and what we do may not fit with our neighbor. They might have a completely different plan, but together we can find that commonality of how can we live a life that is as least inflammatory as possible. Exactly. such abundance. And I love that you're doing that. So tell me more about where people can get a hold of you. How can they connect with you? Where do you work? Et cetera. <laughs> um, so I am
1: at root and And then same on Instagram at root and I am in Richmond, Virginia. And I am in November, I will have a physical space that I will be able to see people in person if that is your jam. So I'm very excited about that that. Um, love it's so it. Fun. it was not on my radar and then it just kind of happened. I'm very into like whatever the universe is telling me, like, I'm just ready. I'm open to receive it. And it just happened. And you know, one thing led to another and here we are. I'm very
0: excited. Oh my gosh. I love that for you. I love being open to fun. It's like a choose your own adventure. Oh, Mm -hmm. I wasn't planning that, but let's explore it behind that door. And how awesome and lucky for your community. So before we close one question, I like to switch it up and just ask a fun or creative question that you don't know ahead of time. So let's go back to childhood or I guess childhood and adulthood. What would be a movie that you have watched more than 10 times, like a guilty pleasure um, that you might have loved? Oh my goodness. Okay, let me
1: think. Oh, I don't know. I have and no you idea. You have, have the ability, no, ability to know. It's fine. I have no idea why <laughs> this one popped up, but probably Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom.
0: I love it. <laughs> so okay. random. I love it. Okay, bonus round, bonus round. This one's a fun one. What age did you feel like I finally made it? I'm an adult, and why? What was your signal that you finally made an adult? And just as to- To help you kind of wrap your brain. Mine was when I kept a carton of eggs in my fridge. Then I'm like, oh, I'm really an adult because I never did that.
1: Um, I think probably a few years ago, whenever I realized I have very particular speaking of very particular ways that I like my eggs. And st- I said, probably in my thirties. Cause I was like, it's funny in your twenties, you just, Oh, whatever, whatever. And then you're like, no, no over easy or <laughs> scrambled. And you have your steak. You like it a particular <laughs> like probably with my food choices of how I like doneness. I'm, I don't, I like broccoli cooked, steamed four to five minutes. Don't make <laughs> it mushy. <laughs> I love this. I love this. Oh my goodness. Which I'm very laid back whenever it comes to stuff like that. But, but
0: when given the choice, I do, I found I do have preferences. Yes. And that's okay to state them. And I love that you're yeah. stepping into that and have your eggs how you want them. Oh, Rachel Martin, the human sparkler. Thank you for carving out time <laughs> to you. talk. You are, you are definitely lighting up just the best part of what healthcare has to offer and it's getting even better. And thanks to people like you. So oh, thank well, you for I, doing what you do.
1: Thank you. It's people like you who help people like me not get burnt out and to, you know, begin with the end in mind, right. And not work 80 we, I don't want to trade a part-time job for a hundred hours a week. solo, solo gig. So thank you for helping me help others. And it is just this beautiful feed forward cycle.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much. And for all of you listening, thank you for listening to the catalyst podcast. Keep coloring outside the lines until next time. We will see you later. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Catalyst Podcast. I'm a physician who survived burnout by prescribing my own creativity. Now I teach others how to apply the neuroscience of flow to redesign their life around a world where burnout will always exist. Outside of my private clinic, I'm devoted to serving healthcare professionals and help them reclaim autonomy, joy, and become anti-burnout. If you're a functional medicine practitioner, download my 10-page checklist to catalyze your next steps in your business. If you're a medical school, residency, or hospital system looking for a colorful, transformative experience backed by cited research, please contact me on drlarasalyer.com and keep coloring outside the lines.